Good morning. Hello, everybody. You know what the fuck you're listening to. Do I need to say it? Do I need to? Episode 12, okay? It's your girl, Jen Hill. Hey, now. seconds but here I am baby hello 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 <laughs> this is the editing of a um I would say like I'm like a 12 year old when it comes to editing but 12 year olds are better but I was like I want to play this part of the song and I don't have too many followers or listeners for them to be like you're not allowed to so I'm like I'm gonna play here I am baby come and take me by the and by the band um, UB40. The lead singer is a white guy with curly reddish strawberry blonde hair. And uh, he looks like like your ethics professor or something. Or he looks like, I guess, yeah, he just looks like one of those English teachers or ethics professor at college. And he's saying, come and get me. Come and take me by the and. Right. Well, hello, everybody. You're here again. Are you excited? Are you? Say yes. Woohoo! There's no sound effect for that, yeah. You, yes, you're excited. <laughs> I'm on coffee number two, and maybe or maybe I didn't consume a piece of chocolate with ingredients that I will not disclose over air as a professional nurse. Hypothetically, maybe. I did. Uh, I want to uh, just quickly touch on the fact that I put a picture on my Instagram with fucking Sherry and Lamb Chop from the show Lamb Chop's Play Along that um, I had to Google the airing dates and it was 92 to 97 because I know my ass watched that as a kid. I was like, yeah, definitely watch Lamb Chop's Play Along where kids come to play along. Like I watched it and the song that never ends. I watched it. So I assumed people would know the name of the show because I was at work and I was singing the song that never ends. I and when I sing it, it's this this is the song that doesn't end, but I think it might be called Never Ends. I could look it up. You know, Google has all the answers, but I won't do that. So you want to go ahead and look it up? Go ahead. But and none of the people I worked with knew. And I was like, you've never heard of this song? Never? The song that doesn't end, it goes on and on, my friend. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. And they'll continue singing it forever just because this is the song that never ends. Yes, it goes on and on, my friend. Some people, you know, it goes on and on. Never ends, doesn't end. Anyways, I hope it's in your head now. So I put a picture of this. I had been thinking about it, singing it at work, and people didn't know what I was talking about. And then I happened to see a friend post fucking Lamb Chop's play-along picture on their Facebook. And I was like, "That's." I was just thinking that. What is the government in my brain? Facebook's in my brain? I don't understand what's happening. I do understand what's happening. They tapped into my microphone. Yes, that's what's happened. And they were like, 
will give you a picture of what you've been talking about at work that we heard through your iPhone. So they gave me a, they, sh they had it pop up in my newsfeed. And then I was like, I'm posting it on my Instagram to see if people remember the name of the song. I mean, the show. And people, everybody said, lamb chops, lamb chops, lamb chops, lamb chops. That was everybody's answer. And I'm like, that wasn't the name of the fucking show. First of all, the puppet was named Lamb Chop, which is kind of fucked up because it's a little lamb, but a lamb chop is something you eat, right? So we're going to eat them. Lamb chops play along. Lamb chops on my plate with applesauce. Lamb chops, app lamb chops and applesauce. Remember when your mother... No, that's pork chops. Pork chops and applesauce. That's what my mother used to make us as kids. Anywho, I never had a lamb, I don't think, or a lamb chop, but I feel like it's something you eat because you chop it and you kill it and you eat it. So that's kind of fucked up that his name's Lamb Chops. Lamb Chop. Anywho, moving on. Oh, my God. Nobody knew the name of the fucking show. Everybody said Lamb Chops. And then, of course, I post, I post another picture saying, not one of you guys got this fucking thing right, okay? So now if you answer, now if you message me, I'm going to assume you Googled it. And then, of course, I got like five right answers after that. So five different people said they didn't Google it. And I'm going to believe them. They're stand-up people, okay? I trust them, but it is a little ironic. So, yeah, and I guess the show aired 92 to 97. I would have been nine years old. And it ended when I turned 14, when I had my first kiss and stopped watching Lamb Chops play along. <laughs> The year I had my first kiss, broke my leg, and Lamb Chops Play Along stopped, stopped airing on PBS. Because the, I guess the, the lady who was in the show, the redhead, Sherry is her name. We, people are saying Sherry and Shirley and Sharon, but her name was Sherry, S-H-A-R-I. She died in 98, I guess. The investigation for me didn't go any further than that because I was realizing I was falling into a trap of the internet and Lamb Chops play along and I was like why do I need to know all this all I know is that she talked to the puppet on her hand and I enjoyed it I enjoyed it as a 17 year old <laughs> oh shit because my friend was like um definitely wasn't when we were kids and I was like yeah it was it was when we were kids and I, I almost was gonna swear that it was older than that that I thought it was like in the 80s or the 70s because like a fucking puppet show but no it was the 90s so that was that, and I just want to congratulate the a few people that got it correct after I um, said that you'd probably Google it. So, And then people were like, well, I don't want to Google it, but I do remember it has to be something. So that's fine. It is what it is. If you didn't Google, you didn't. Okay, so today I wanted to – I was like – I started to think, should I even continue this podcast? Do people even give a fuck? Are people tuning in? I was thinking this in my head, and of course, because Google, because <laughs> the universe, the universe is Google now, or the universe is our iPhones that just send us, we think we're getting signs, but it's just the government listening to us or some spy agencies. I've watched too much Blacklist lately, but I was like, oh, I don't even know if I have anything to say anymore, but it turns out I'm a never-ending well of things to say, and whether it's, whether it matters or not, I say it. So anyways, this day I was thinking, I don't know if I have what content for another episode. I don't even, should I wait till I get inspired? Can't keep waiting for something to pop up in my head. Do people even care to listen? Is what I say, you know, important? Or are people entertained? Do people give a fuck? You motherfuckers care out there? So then um, I had a few friends or a few people I didn't even think would ever listen 
message me and say, hey, I checked out your podcast. I like it. And I was like, oh, that's a sign from God. That Guys, thank you. That's a sign that you're listening. Or I'll have uh, people like reference things I said in a, like they'll message me something and reference something I said in my podcast. And I was like, oh, you listen. Thank you. Okay. So I'll keep going. So that was my, uh, so then I was, you know, went to the gym. I've been going to the gym in the morning now before work. And I'm like, do this little mobility workout because my fucking back, I hurt my back again. I fucking tweaked it. And I was like, no, this is, I cannot not work out. And I need to get to, I need to work out and I need to get in shape. And my back is not fucking playing me right now. They, it really doesn't want to see me be great. It's like, nah, no, honey, no. How about you just keep getting fatter and eat more shit and lose all faith in things ever getting better? That's how dark I go. <laughs> so I was like, I need to do something. I'm going to buy a mobility program. I'm going to look and find a mobility program and like stretch this shit out and maybe do a little yoga. And so I did all that. And then I started, you know, I finished this 45 minute little mobility program. My body felt good. I felt like loose and relaxed. And I was taking deep breaths and lying down and thinking, I always think the worst about myself, but I don't really think the worst about other people. And then I was like, oh, look, an idea popped in my head. Let's talk about seeing the best and worst in people for a little bit. And I don't know, you know, I've talked to a few people about it, asked their opinions. You know, it tends to get into kind of a deeper conversation when you talk about that because you feel like what's the root of why I think the worst in people or why I think the best in people are, am I an overall positive or negative person? Does that have an effect on how I see people or how I think people see me or how many chances I give people or does it have to do with my childhood? My, you know, it's, it's a lot of, I think, variables that go into, you know, what, when you think the best or the worst of someone else, because I guess maybe a part of you wants to believe that they would think the same about you. So I, I asked around and the general consensus is that people, you know, people say they want to believe the best in other people. And, and nobody said, oh, I always think the worst. But I don't know if anybody's going to be honest and say that. But I like, I think that in my experience, and I don't know if it's got me into like, shitty relationships I know you know what I'm not even gonna say that I think overall it's made me a better person and it's made me meet some chill ass people in my life because I always feel like always I don't whatever I feel like I'm, I'm on a lot of caffeine as usual but I tend to like the people that other people say bad things about or if you know when I go to a new job or a new contract and someone talks shit about a particular person on the unit, I tend to gravitate and like this person because they're always like, I don't know. I'm like, all right, I, I like the underdog or the person that, that people want to talk shit about. And then sometimes the people talking shit about the one person, there's reasons for it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I, I see. She's a, this she or he is a uh, crazy person. And don't be offended. I said crazy person. Okay, don't get offended. I'm just. You know what I mean? People who are unstable. You know, they're not, um, they're hot and cold. They're one way with you one minute and then they're not that way with you the next minute. Those people are very hard to trust and those people I don't, I tr 
I try to understand the reasoning that they're like that, why they're like that, but I'm good. It's very, it's a lot. So I was talking to a girlfriend of mine and we were talking about like growing up in that, like we were talking about our dads who, you know, as a kid, my dad wasn't super involved. I think that he, I think our parents for us, general, I don't know, millennials, the, the earlier millennials, whatever you want to call us in between, because millennials are between like 81 and 90 something. So being born in 83, 36, that my 36, 35, 37 year olds who are millennials or around, yeah, all around that age. I feel like we don't really identify as a millennial. So there's only like, but we are. But we also have our parents during that time. They were, I think their parenting skills were residual from their parents. They're a different time. So obviously they were raising their kids the way their parents raised them. And now it just seems to be times are evolving and changing and everybody become, I don't know, seem to be, people seem to be becoming more aware and more interested in being parents I guess whereas for me as a kid I always felt like our parents were not really they just like kind of tolerated us or didn't really understand that they were raising children and that's for every almost everybody my age agrees and feels that way they're like oh like now people have kids by choice you know some I'm not saying people didn't have kids as choice or my parents didn't have us as a choice but it always seemed like a lot of stress you know not enough money not enough time, like just, and then three kids, four kids. It just seemed to be a lot for parents back in the day. I mean, it's, it's a lot for parents today, but just seem, I guess what I'm trying to say is it just seems to be, it seemed to be the MO for the single mother and the dad visiting on weekends. That was what I saw a lot of as a kid anyways. And a lot of my friends have the same experience. So I don't know if that's just as normal today or I'm not going to get into the fucking statistics of it, but the bottom line is it was a sick, I had a single mom and dad that visited on weekends and even, and then sometimes not visit at all. And then we'd be at my grandparents' house a lot. And it was just kind of like kids, like kids were around, but like, okay, like we were just running around like maniacs, like whatever the kids are doing. So what am I getting back to what I'm getting at is you think the best, we were talking about our dads picking us up on the weekends and then like kind of like saying they would do certain things and then not doing them and then not following through and you kind of get into this like kind of belief that that's how relationships work like an understand a subconscious understanding that someone's going to tell you that they're going to do something and they probably won't follow through and that's that's a normal human behavior and that means they love you I don't know I don't know if I can technically tie that into that means they love you but some you know when you're a child that those things connect in weird ways and as an adult you don't have a child brain anymore so it's hard to understand exactly how they might connect for you it's easy to see it in other people but for you you're like do is that what I believe I mean I'm not it's not in the forefront of my mind I'm not always aware of that but maybe a part of me believes that so believing the best in someone or believing that they, they mean well because they love you even though they're not doing the things they said they were going to do or they're not, they don't pick you up when they say they're going to pick you up or hang out with you and spend time with you so a part of you knows, all right, but I know he loves me so I'm going to give the best, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. So I think that f like kind of rolls over into every relationship in your life. Now I can't say it was, for me, I don't know, for anybody else, I don't know if it's something that you like what am I trying to say 
Like, I don't know if that's something that occurred as a child and therefore that's how I am as an adult because then it even, I don't want to get all like universal and past lives and stuff, but it could be something that even rolled over from being like my whole life. It could be just who I am and just a part of me, nature versus nurture, whatever the case may be, because sometimes some behaviors you have, you feel like, like every, some people had the same exact childhood experience. It's not exact, but, and they don't think the same way. So there's got to be more to it. There's more than just psychology, you know? I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little twilighty here, a little, <laughs> a little twilight zone, but because I'm like, I feel like that's been a part of me ever since I was a kid. I always want, I always believe the best in people, or I always give people the benefit of the doubt, or try to, try to see why they do the things they do, and and, and I think at the end of the day, it's you can't really judge people too harshly obviously there's outliers there's fucking people that do fucked up things but the average everyday person is just doing the best they can like what even if they do fucked up things or they hurt your feelings or they like do something that you think you wouldn't do yeah but at the end of the day we all we all are in our own universes in our minds or our own world and we all have reasons why we do the things we do. And when we do something, we know why we're doing it. Or subcon we don't always know why we're doing it. But we do something and we know we, we're not trying to hurt anybody. Unless you're a fucked up, you know, individual. Then I don't know. If you're trying to hurt someone, that's all. You're, you're not in this group I'm speaking of. But so I think we want other people to give us the same thing. We give other people the benefit of the doubt of believing that their intentions are good because we feel our own intentions are good. But if I think maybe if you feel your intentions are bad or if you would want to hurt someone, then, then maybe you wouldn't believe the best in other people. So I don't, and, and I guess, you know, I was talking to some, uh, a friend who said they're just negative people. And I guess that, you know, that could be true, but you can't really, we can't really label someone as negative because even negative people have positive moments or positive uh, they're not always negative and positive people aren't always positive so d you can't always like kind of decide that that's what it means like oh you're a negative person so you see the worst in people but you might have been fucked over and had a lot of trauma and bad things happen to you so then you think people want to hurt you and you think that people are doing things fucked up or you could have been someone who had a lot of trauma and bad things happen to you and still believe the best in people. Now, I don't know if that's to your benefit. Overall, I think if you see the best in people, then it is to your benefit. Then you have like more people that you care, that care about you and that you love because you see the brighter side, I guess. Or and you're just overall more uh, optimistic. Yeah. Maybe just being optimistic means that you see the, you try to see the good in all situations. Because you don't have to be optimi optimistic all the time, but being optimistic doesn't mean you won't be negative. It doesn't mean you're, you know, always positive. And being pessimistic doesn't mean that you're always negative or that you can't have moments where you feel positive. But as there's like, we're all a lot of, a lot of one thing, but not only that you know you tend to lean towards optimism or lean towards pos positive thinking or thinking the best but that doesn't mean you're always like that I guess is what is a part of what I'm saying so in my I'll talk to people who like 
have an opinion about how a certain person behaves or or why they do the thing they do. And some people are quick to write this person off or they're quick to like be mad at these people or hate these people or not like anything they do. And then there's no turning back. They're never going to like them. They're always going to not like these this person or these people that they don't like. And that to me is so like limiting because you don't give any room for like people to fuck up because we all fuck up. You fuck up. I fuck up. So if you don't, if you are so harsh with other people, you must be really fucking harsh on yourself because if you're not giving someone a chance because they did something that you don't like, or they said, or, or have an opinion about something that you don't agree with. So you just don't like them or you, you believe their reason. Like you have an idea of why they did something they did. Like, I, I can't even think of an example right now, but if you have a friend or someone you care about or a coworker and they make a decision that you wouldn't make, um, in, in their minds, they did it for a reason, not what you, not the reason you would think you think they did it for. So you put this opinion on them or it's like people really think that they know why you do the things you do or you, they know why you are the way you are, but you barely know your own self. We're learning how we are. So how the fuck can you tell me? Or tell someone that they they made a decision because of this, this, or this. Like, there's, you can't say that. <laughs> and then you form an opinion, and it's not even true. Like, you, or you dislike this person, you decide that they've made these choices. And they made these choices because they're a bad person, or because they're stupid, or because they're dumb, and, and you don't want to fuck with them anymore. But you don't even know if that's why they made the choice. or, or And they could tell you that's not why, but you're convinced because... You just like to think the worst in people or you have this idea that people suck in general or whatever you, you know, whatever you believe about yourself. Like maybe you don't feel like you should get more. Ch- I don't, I don't really know. Maybe you just feel bad about who you are or maybe you're ashamed or you feel shame and guilt for things you've done and said and you feel like you don't deserve a second chance or you don't deserve to be treated with respect or treated like or given like some, I don't know, like given some slack because it's okay. You know, we all do things that we're ashamed of. Or that we've made, you know, we've all been maybe been rude to someone or, or had a, made a decision that wasn't really a smart fucking decision. But you got to give yourself some grace and you got to give other people grace because they're doing, we're all this, we've all done it, you know. And you got to give people a chance to turn it around. And, you know, I guess if. Or believe or understand that maybe their intentions weren't so dark or so negative. Just because, you know, we, 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 so, we think so like in black and white when we think other people's behaviors are in black and white. But when we, we know there's so many layers and variables why we do the things we do, we understand it. But for them, no, fuck them. Or, you know, whatever the case may be when we like think the worst in somebody. Sorry, taking a sip of my coffee. So in the end, it always comes back to how you feel about yourself or about the things that you do, how much shame and guilt you feel. Because shame and guilt is like, it's not worth it. It does nothing for you. Just You just feel bad. Like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. You, have like, you relive something and you're like, I wish I didn't say that. So you feel so, so bad about it. Or like you get like re- like you relive the embarrassment for it and feel like oh I'm a shitty person or oh I can't believe I did that that person probably hates me or, or doesn't like me or whatever the case is, and then, but, like, 
No. <laughs> I had to stop for a second because I was like, you're going off, Jen. I don't think you've taken a breath. But it, I read a quote on Instagram. Can you believe that? I don't even, has anybody been on Instagram? It's this new social media thing. It's been on for a few years. It's really cool. But sometimes I scroll through it for anywhere between one hour and 22 hours a day. It depends on how long I'm awake, how much time I have, how much time between any task I'm doing during the day click it open it you know because I'm obsessed and it said what was the website it was like dear Baba Yaga or something don't ask me I think it's like a Russian I don't even know if it's Russian but maybe it's a it's like a Russian like guru old school I don't know I, I might be fucking pulling all those out my ass but something like that and someone said someone asked how do I stop reliving moments from the past that make me feel so bad why why do I keep thinking about them and refeeling the pain shame embarrassment all that jazz all that those amazing lovely feelings why do I keep refeeling it and how do I stop it how do I like it's just like ruining it's like making whatever she said basically or he it's ruining my mood or you know taking over my brain and I can't and I obsess over these thoughts and the answer from this person said, and I guess the answers for this page are supposed to be like, like, like magical and like fairy tale answers. <laughs> so I don't know what word I'm looking for. Like they're not directly answering your question, but they're giving you like a little story that will also tie into your question. And the answer was along the lines of, you know, sometimes I used to get really mad at the fox. I would go out. Let me rewind. The answer was I would go out in the woods and sleep in my cabin and enjoy nature. And sometimes the foxes and the little animals would scratch at the walls when I'm trying to relax or would come and ask for food or the deers would like look in the window and it would irritate me. And then I realized one day that these animals are just a part of nature too. And I would, you know, be friends with them and feed the, feed the deers or, you know, enjoy the scratching of the foxes and just accept that that's, they're a part of my life. And I, I, I was like, oh, so they're saying, so what this advice is giving me and, and wh whoever else was reading who, and the person who asked the question is that all these thoughts that pop into our head, our memories, our times and events in our lives where we felt ashamed or felt guilty or felt bad about something we did or regret, they're they're, you don't have to, you can just have the thought acknowledge it and realize it's just a part of being a human being and you don't have to o o be overcome with shame and guilt again because it's not you're not living the experience now and that's just a part of human nature it's a part of the human condition we have brains and we're gonna remember things and we're gonna relive them but you don't have to feel so much shame about it and also talking about it too if you talk to your friends or or write it down whatever you're ashamed of or something you did to a friend or something you did to a loved one and you wish you didn't do it like you don't always you don't have to like purge and go to the person and be like oh my god I said this and I feel so so bad about it like sometimes our intentions are to only clear our own guilt and then we're like hurting the person all over again so you could write it down and just burn it or or confess it to someone who you know a friend who doesn't know that person and then you feel you know better about it I don't know. I think that when you're uh, when you're aligned with your own intentions and 
aware of your behaviors and you really try to do, try to be better, even though we all fuck up, we're all gonna have bad days, we're all, you know, we're not fucking perfect people. But if you start to work on that, then you'll see better in other people too. And you don't always have to be gossipy or negative or mean or, or thinking the worst in people all the time. You, because you can accept yourself too. You can love who you are and then maybe you'll love other people a little more. And we can start to all just see the best in people because yes, because life is so easy. There are no other nuances. There's no problems in America. So why not just take the time to see the best in everyone? <laughs> right? Uh, no, I get it. I know that I'm not fucking saying that's like the easiest thing to do. But I think I think it's possible to change if you're someone who normally sees the worst in people. I think it's possible to change and see the better in people by starting with seeing the better in yourself. That's a word for you. Hold on. It's fitting I would do this on a Sunday. It's church. And it's my um, friend PJ who passed away in January, 1819, James Puffini. James Michael Puffini, my friend Sherry's brother, he passed away. And today w would be his 34th birthday. I thought of him when I woke up. So rest in the sweetest, PJ. We love you. Just added that in. Always saw the best in him because he was awesome. So moving on. From that that part, I just want you guys to know you can feel free to DM me, as usual, Jennifer Lynn four two. That's my Instagram. You can email me at didyougetoffended at gmail .com. You can comment, or write a review on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. <laughs> I haven't been back to YouTube. I'm too lazy. You know how long it takes to fucking upload a message, a message, a, a podcast to YouTube. A long time. <sighs> Too long. And I have other things to do, like lay flat on my back and stare at the ceiling. I guess I could episode, I could episode, I can upload a episode 12, so it would be episode 0 through 6 and then 12. <laughs> but you're on Spotify now, for all you Android users. You Android users. Speaking of Android users, you fucking, like, your Snapchats, I can't even watch it. It's like in, like, it's like pixelated. I can't, I don't even know what you're doing. Don't send me a dick pic on Snapchat because it looks like a bunch of squares to me. It looks like it's blurred out because I can't see you. You send me a naked video with your Snapchat and you have an Android phone, it's not, uh, I'm out of the mood. I don't care anymore. I don't want you nude. Don't send it to me. Well, you got an Apple. Holla at your girl. <laughs> My Snapchat is also at JenniferLynn42. Add me. Don't send me a dick pic, please. Because I'm just kidding. Unless I ask, okay, guys? Unless unless a woman asks for it, don't send it, okay? Just because you would get excited if someone sent, if a girl sent you a fucking pussy pic and that would get you all riled up, that doesn't mean a girl's sitting at home going, please send me a dick pic. That's what I, like, right now, I'm having, like, a nice little cocktail. I'm watching my Netflix. I'd really like a guy to send me a dick pic. Well, you know what? That's actually that's actually probably when she would ask. But like she's at work, maybe she doesn't want a dick pic. <laughs> she I just set up the mood for exactly when it would be appropriate. So just erase all that. That's when it's not that's when it's appropriate. <laughs> but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when she's basically don't send it unless she's asked you, okay? 
Uh, I know I went into like seeing the best and worst in people, and now I'm talking about pixelated dick pics. You guys are like, what the fuck? What's going on? I'm in the car with my children. Well, bitch, you know, don't listen to this fucking podcast with your kids in the car. It ain't my fault. Put your headphones on. But only put one on because it's illegal to ride with headphones. I also wanted to say, because last episode I was talking about fetishes, and um, I meant to mention I had a friend who used to be an escort, and like, I guess, you know, that was fun for her, which uh, fucking sex work is work. Do it. If you're happy and you want to do it and it's your choice and you're consenting and you want to do it and you want to make money and you know it's your body, do it. I don't give a fuck. Sex work is work. I'm not talking about fucking sex trafficking. I'm talking about sex work. So she used to be a um, escort and she said she stopped because guys loved to choke her. <laughs> she was like, at first it was fine and fine. And, and after a while I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to die one day. And it, that's not funny. <laughs> that's not funny, but that's true. Like she was like, I'm good. It's been great. It's been fun. Thanks for the like rich dinners, the fancy dinners and the nice hotels and stuff. But if you choke me one more time, <laughs> I'm out. Because that's that is creepy. That's what I said in my last episode. If she doesn't ask for it, it's creepy. It's not sexy for me. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go now. I'm going to go jump out the window. Like, who told you to put your hands around my neck? That's why those conversations need to be had. I guess early on. My girlfriend said three weeks in she was talking about it with her boyfriend. So three weeks sounds like a good time. But also don't choke your girlfriend if you haven't talked about it. Don't fucking choke your girlfriend. <sighs> and don't choke your boyfriend. But we know just... I mean, I guess a girl would maybe would do that too. Who knows? Who knows? So I guess I've reached the end here of this. I do want to mention I met a um, little old couple at work. And today is the guy's birthday and I only remembered because it's my friend PJ's birthday Hold on. and the guy was turning 85 and my friend PJ was born in 85 so I thought alright that's a nice little message from the universe stand by or from iPhone who knows <laughs> is it the universe is it my iPhone is this sign from the universe or is this sign from Apple Google a theory a, um, a thesis by Jennifer Hill. Is this my guardian angel giving me this sign or is this the government? An essay. <laughs> or my loved ones contacted me to tell me that, to give me a message or is this direct advertising? <laughs> oh, that chocolate's kicking in. Because <laughs> this is funny to me. You know who's mad funny? Casey Casey Frey on Instagram. Also, Tony Baker. I've said this in another podcast, but that guy has so much fucking content. He does the animal voiceovers. He does stand-up. He's like my favorite comedian. And when he blows up, you heard it here first, if you don't, always, if you don't already follow Tony Baker. But Casey Frey is that skinny white kid. He's like a stoner or something. I don't even know if he is. He just acts like one. He's mad funny. Anyways, yeah, that's what... I guess uh, that's all I wanted to give you two plugs for Instagram to follow as if they don't have enough followers. But Tony Baker just made it to one million. So good for him. I don't, I don't know how many Casey Frey has. Oh, but, you know, I can look because I have my fucking phone in my hand because it's a part of my body. 
when I say. Let me see, let me see. Oh, speaking, look at that. Tony Big is the first thing that pops up on my fucking. That's the first thing that pops up. Was that because, was that a sign for me? <laughs> Uh, Gay Spray has 2.2 million. Holy cow. Just a skinny, fucking funny-ass kid. Anyways, eat yourself an edible and scroll through his Instagram. Him and Tony Baker and you'll die laughing. <sighs> what else did I want to say? Oh, okay. So this old couple, I'm a travel nurse, so I meet a lot of interesting people, but I always meet old people every day of my life because they come into the hospital. But this old couple, we'll call them Frank and Mary. Not their names, but they were both about four feet tall. <laughs> The woman was in there for high blood pressure, and her husband visited, and he told me, he's like, oh, you have a you have a wonderful personality. You're just a wonderful person. And I was like, oh, thank you. He's like, I used to be an ornery, old, uh, ornery young guy, but as I got older, I've lightened up, and I'm happier. And I'm like, usually the opposite. He's like, no, not for me. He's like, you know what my secret is? I drink bourbon in my coffee every morning just a little bit just a little bit every morning you're in a good mood all day i'm like i bet i bet you are what about an edible can we throw an edible in a coffee every morning <laughs> but i guess i'll try bourbon in a cup of coffee is that irish coffee that's what you call it anyway so the woman was like are you married that's a question i get all the fucking time are you married how many kids do you have do you have grandkids side note i'm 36 do i have fucking grandkids bitch the hell i didn't call her a bitch but Side, 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 side note, I had a 36-year-old patient who had a one-year-old grandchild. And I was like, this is it. I'm dying alone. I'm dying alone. I feel the pressure. I'm feeling the pressure, okay? Now more than ever to, I guess, find a mate or someone who wants to hang out and tolerate each other and realize that I'm going to be late for everything. And if... I do ever, when the day comes and I get married and you're waiting at the end of that aisle for me, I'm late because I'm laying down staring at the ceiling, okay? <laughs> I'm doing nothing. <laughs> I'm just late because I think this is going to take five minutes. <laughs> Everything in my life takes five minutes. That's my brain. That's how I work. So back to this woman tells me, don't settle. She was so happy to hear that I was single, that I travel, that I don't have any kids, She's like, don't settle. He will find you. And I was like, is this a message from my guardian angel? Or is this the government? No, I'm just kidding. I was like, oh, thank you. And she's like, we're going to a beer festival this weekend. You should come meet us there. I wish I, I was working, but I wish I met these two little people at the uh, beer festival. How fucking cute. She's 83. He's 85. And they want, they just want me to be happy. They told me I was a wonderful sense of humor, a wonderful personality, and obviously I'm fucking gorgeous. I don't, they don't, that doesn't even need to be said. It's just obvious. That's why I'm like, when people tell me, when guys tell me I'm beautiful, I'm like, do you think I know this already? <laughs> I didn't know this five years ago, but I've learned, I've come to accept that, yes, the fuck I am. Thank you. As are you, beautiful people that listen to me. You look in the mirror and you say... Um, yeah, I guess I am pretty fucking hot. And I'm accepting that. Because it's the fucking truth. Also, another extra note, I'm just glad I have lips. Like, I don't have just like a thin line of nothing. Because that, that sucks. And it's like these 
women or men that have like no lips it's like they like tuck under into their gums and there's just a thin line of nothingness i'm like that sucks i'm so glad that didn't happen to me i don't know where my parents gave us some good genes okay i mean and then i think they get lip injections right because they're like they want to make their lips bigger but like it just makes them bigger and they're still underneath they're still tucked under so you just have bigger like how do you you need you need them outside of your mouth also, when you put lipstick on, I can see that the line is uh, uh, above your lip. Like, do you know we see that? I don't know if you know that, but we see. Like, I can tell. I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I the li- I want to come up to you and say, "There's no the lipstick is not on your lips. It's it's a, on your cupid's bow." I can see it. It's up almost near your nose. That line. Yeah, it's not on your lips. <laughs> Wipe it off. Stop doing that. I see it. It's weird and I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. I want you to stop. <laughs> I want you to stop now. All right. Well, that's the end of this. It's been a long episode, a little bit. I want you guys to know that you can always talk to me. You can count on me. If you have any confessions, you can uh, Snapchat them to me. If you feel like you just want to get them out there in a way from your mind and you feel ashamed about something and you want to just let it out, you go ahead, email me. Did you get offended at gmail.com? I won't be offended. Unless, of course, you killed someone. I mean, I don't know what to tell you about that. Don't come at me with that shit. Come at me with something that maybe you did to somebody else and you felt bad about it. And you want to just let it off your chest. Because once you let it off your chest, then maybe you treat other people a little better. Because you don't, you know, you you feel less guilt for yourself or whatever the fuck I'm saying. Also, if you're um, uh, happy and you know it, clap your hands. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yes, people. I did it today. Here's the episode. I had a lot to say. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you feel like I wasn't running around in circles. And I really would love some input. Feel free. I'm not mad. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me. Sext me. Um, and that's it. Did you get offended at gmail.com? Jennifer Lynn 42 on Instagram. And like, comment, subscribe, Apple and Spotify. Also, love yourself, okay? And that's it. That's it. Goodbye. Happy Sunday. Rest in peace, PJ. Adios.